So just before we finish up today's show, I want to let you know about my next group program, my health kickstart and detox. The best way to start diving into your health, if this is what you're doing and my podcast is motivating you to get started, is to start looking at nutrition, the right way to eat for your body and understanding that, as well as digestion, because you are what you absorb and not just what you eat. And so I teach how to ensure your digestive system is even turned on so that you can benefit from the food that you're putting into your body, as well as sugar. Where is it sneaking into your diet, even when you're trying to be careful? Unfortunately, it's in everything these days, and so it does tend to sneak in. So I combine all of this learning in a group program for support for you, along with setting you up for success on your detox program providing recipes and meal plans, etc., so that you can truly enjoy the benefits of getting those toxins out. I've never had someone get to the end of my program and go, gee, I wish I didn't do that. Instead, I get to hear all of their amazing success stories like, wow, my, I have such mental clarity now. My aches and pains are gone. I'm sleeping better. My bloating and gas and indigestion is gone. So I love hearing that. It motivates me to keep sharing with others because I truly do believe when we get the toxins out, when we create a body that is inhospitable to disease and we make it a lifestyle, that we can get rid of the chronic illness that we have in our world today. So click the show notes to learn more about the program. The link is there. And if you have any questions, book a call with me so we can chat and figure out, is this the right program for you? I look forward to hearing from you. Imagine getting up every day full of energy as if you were in your 20s again. What would that be like? What would that be worth to you? What is your health worth to you? Think about it. Your health isn't everything, but without it, everything else is nothing. And yet too many of us are taking it for granted until something goes wrong. No one wakes up hoping to be diagnosed with a disease or chronic illness. And yet we've never been taught how to be proactive in our health through our school system or public health. As a registered health coach and integrative health practitioner, I believe it is time this information is made available to everyone. Combining new knowledge around your health and the ability to do my functional medicine lab tests in the comfort of your own home will allow you to optimize your health for today and all your tomorrows. Don't wait for your wake up call. Welcome back to another special Potapalooza episode of the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I am Melissa Dealey, your host, and today I am here with Lynn Himmelman. Lynn, welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> I'm excited to have you here today, but I want to introduce you to the audience first. Lynn is a life transformation mentor and has successfully resolved trauma, anxiety, and complicated relationship conflicts for nearly three decades. She discovered during her recovery from a serious brain injury that laughter, when combined with forgiveness, leads to deep and lasting healing and transformation. So I love that we get to talk about laughter today, Lynn. And uh, I would love for you just to share with the audience a little bit more about your story and how you got into this focus on laughter. All right. Well, the laughter piece came later in my story, um, but uh, four years before my brain trauma, actually, 
And uh, I had no idea what an important part it was going to play in my recovery process. In fact, when I was first introduced to this whole concept of laughing without jokes or humor and just calling the laughter up from the inside out, you know, it was kind of, yeah, it's okay, but I was treating it like a frivolous adjunct to my serious trauma healing work. And uh, I have since discovered, I have since discovered that laughter is something that actually needs to be at the top, the very top of everyone's health and happiness uh, protocol, because it is powerful. And um, I, I, I've come to understand, even just through my own uh, ideas about laughter, that we're misguided. Uh, that there are myths about laughter that are actually keeping us from laughing. Interesting. I didn't ever know that there was myths about laughter. I am fully aware of the powerful healing benefits of laughter. However, Mm -hmm. I didn't know there were myths around it. So do share. Well, I would say one of the myths is that uh, we need something funny to laugh about. Okay that we actually need something outside of ourselves to initiate the laughter. And what I've learned since is that laughter is something that is encoded in our very cellular makeup to the point where a baby who is born deaf, blind, and kinesthetically challenged actually knows how to laugh. Therefore, the laughter isn't something that is being stimulated by anything outside of them. And, you know, we often think when we're interacting with a little baby and making funny faces and da 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 da, that somehow we're inspiring the laughing. Not true. They would be laughing in the room all by themselves without you making the funny face. <laughs> Fascinating. Maybe a little bit of a bubble blower to the people that think, They are the funny ones. Clearly, Uh they're not. The baby's laughing regardless. Regardless. Very interesting. Very interesting. Regardless. And so the sad piece of this story is that as we progress and mature and get, let's say, disciplined to behave correctly in certain situations, we learn more and more to suppress our laughter. We suppress it in the school system. We suppress it even in the home life where maybe a parent has something serious they need to concentrate on and laughter is considered bad, disruptive, etc. Yes? So like we learn to suppress our emotions because society tells us to do that as well, we're yes. suppressing the laughter that of course is attached to the emotion of happiness and joy. That's exactly right. And well, laughter is so much deeper and more profound than that because laughter, when we allow ourselves to really embrace it and fall into it fully, first of all, it's very contagious. That it (laughs) is. 
I know that all too well. (laughs) And I love it. (laughs) My daughter starts laughing and I can't help myself. And then my husband's over there in the corner because she's often played a prank on him. And now I'm laughing with her at his expense. And he's like, thanks for the wifely support. (laughs) But I can't help it. (laughs) Yeah. And well, and and that's so so great because you know the more we laugh together, the less entrenched we are in the things that we want to dig into and make problems about. There's this thing with humans, yes, where we all want to be right. Nobody wants to be proven wrong, and that creates conflict yes, because in order for someone else to be right, someone else has to be wrong. Yes. Yes. So laughter is this beautiful activity that levels the ground and it levels the ground because it puts us back in tune with ourselves at a soul level where we're not so hooked into this cognitive need to prove ourselves. In fact, when you fully surrender to laughing, the mind disengages. The more you laugh, the more it disengages. And the more it disengages, the more you're able to fall back into the holistic expression of who you are as a whole being that embraces all of the polarities, right, wrong, in, out, up, down, yes, no, all living together in one complete expression, not making one right and the other one wrong. And then, whoa, we can just relax. Now, from a biological standpoint, from a physiological standpoint, When you laugh, there are actually things that are happening in the body. The vagus nerve is being activated. And the vagus nerve plays a very important role in being able to switch out of the fight or flight and into the parasympathetic where we can relax, chill, (laughs) enjoy. And we don't spend enough time there as a human race these days. Too many of us are just living in that state of fight or flight and not even really realizing it and looking around and seeing everyone else just as stressed out and normalizing it. And then not realizing the negative impact that has on our health and longevity as a result. And there's, you know, a variety of ways to get out of our fight or flight state and into our parasympathetic nervous system way. A state, and one of which I talk about all the time is your breath. However, yes. I love, you know, the idea of using laughter to do that as well, because laughter is just so much fun. And here's the other thing. It's entirely related to what you're professing yes. around the breathing. Yes. Because now I just want to throw this in because a lot of times uh, okay, so the way the, the actual discipline that I am referring to and that I practice is called laughter yoga. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people misunderstand and believe that laughter yoga is something about, okay, we do yoga postures and laugh while we're doing them. No, laughter is the yoga. 
Yes. It is the yoga. And part of a yoga practice includes intense breathing exercises called pranayams. And it just so happens that laughter is one of the most effective intensive pranayams there is. Because when you're laughing, you're pushing old stale air out of the lungs. Like, ah. <laughs> that's all air going out. And we're pushing air out far more frequently than pulling it in when we're laughing. And so it's really giving the lungs a workout, getting all that old stale air out of there and getting refreshing the system, sharpening your mind. And at the same time, calming your mind, because the more you laugh, the more you cannot think. So we tend to get trapped in this kind of the like monkey mind, grabbing onto a thought and not letting go of it. Yes. Best way to let go of something that just won't leave you be is just throw your arms up into the air. And even though it may seem forced or unnatural, just open your mouth and laugh. And sometimes the way I like to inspire it, just I say, okay, you've got a lottery ticket. And instead of having to um, answer the skill testing math question, you get to win that millions simply by laughing. Could you do it? If there were a few million dollars behind it, you probably could. <laughs> totally can. Yes. Everybody can. <laughs> the thing is, you know, that we are actually, we've been, we've been programmed out of our natural way of laughing, okay? Because as babies, we didn't have a cognitive relationship with laughter where you had to understand a joke or have a sense of humor or or somehow get the gist of some comedian's uh, play of words. None of that was even interpretable as a baby. And yet babies have the most most joyful, innocent laughing there is. You just, you know, like when you hear toddlers and babies laugh, it's just like it just touches you right here. It does. I mean, there's videos on YouTube and TikTok, etc., of babies laughing and the number of views of them is astronomically high because other people <laughs> are getting so much joy and they watch it over and over again, watching the baby laugh, right? Yes. So yeah. what if what if you could regain and recapture that relationship with laughter that you had as a baby or as a toddler? Yes. Yes. That would be entirely different from the relationship that you're having with laughter now, which is still very cognitively based on referring to things outside of yourself to initiate the laughing. You become the initiator of your own laughing. And then guess what? It doesn't matter where you are. You could be caught in the middle of a of a of a forest where there's nobody around and you could laugh. <laughs> you could just pull it out of your toolkit. <laughs> no props needed. Exactly, because you have it with you and it's free, same as your breath work, and they are so interconnected. Are you a practitioner or a coach listening to this? If so, I would love to ask you, do you use hypnotherapy in your practice working with clients? And if not, 
would you like to? The power of hypnotherapy is limitless. And so often we experience our clients struggling to reach their goals. It's because they're coming up against their own brick walls and getting stuck. But you can help them through the power of hypnosis, break through all of that, working with their unconscious mind to put the suggestions in, to have them taking the action to achieve the results that they want. They are thrilled with your coaching techniques. They're getting the results they want. You feel amazing because you are helping your client get the results they want. It's a win-win. And another win is that it's an added revenue stream for you in your business. So if you like the feel of helping your clients get the results they want, if you like the sound of that, then definitely reach out Melissa at yourguidedhealthjourney.com or click the link tree link below for my unlimited power of hypnosis class to learn more. It's a weekend designation program that I teach valid in 42 countries. You write an exam after taking the experiential course and you can be admitted to the American Board of Hypnotherapy and start using hypnotherapy one-to-one with your clients and have them achieving the results they want. And I've experienced laughter yoga and really enjoyed that experience as well. So to recap, the first myth was that laughter needs to come from outside of you. Yes. And that's a myth. We can bring it from inside of us. And the second myth was. Is that it's frivolous, really, and that it's out of place to use it in matters of seriousness, like loss, grief, tragedy, trauma. No, those are the best places to be using it. (laughs) Yes, because it is so healing. I love that. And myth number three. Myth number three, laughter is disruptive and encourages bad behavior. So, okay, I've really come across that once, for instance, because kids are under so much stress these days in the school system. And teachers have been habituated into keeping kids under control, like no smiling, no laughing allowed for like the whole first semester. And now um, there was a school in Ontario, Northern Ontario, where they wanted to introduce the laughter yoga. And a lot of the teachers, uh, they objected because they were so afraid that laughter was just going to create more disruption in a school where already the kids were marginalized. They, you know, there was a lot of absenteeism, skipping school, do not doing well on their, uh, on their tests and, and just, you know, also uh, misbehaving. And even so they did introduce laughter yoga into the school And they just gave them, you know, a short segment in the morning, short segment before they sent them home. Well, guess what? Kids started to coming to school more often. Their grades improved and also their behavior improved. That's incredible. And how over how long did it take? Over how much time did it take to see those results? Do you know? I think I'm it was sure. over the first, you know, first semester, semester. September, first September to December, and then yeah. they carried it on. Love it. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's profound results. And again, something so easy. And I love that whoever brought that into that school was willing to think outside the box, 
step away from those beliefs and try mm-hmm. it and exactly. try it and try it. Yeah. Take the risk. Exactly. <laughs> and look at the gains, right? Profound. I think every school should bring that in as a result. And uh, it's we right need more kids. of that in our schools, more, connection, the more mindfulness, the outlet, and then dropping them out of the fight or flight state. And that's it. Yeah. Yes. Locally, it took me from when my daughter was in grade one all the way until she was in grade 10 to have our school allow yoga at all. Because mm. initially we I was told, well, it's got religious connotations. We can't bring it into the school. I said, fine, call it stretching class. Quiet yeah. time in stretching class. But it took yeah. all of those years until mm. the students were allowed to participate in yoga classes. And then after that first year, they actually had a teacher who went and did her mindfulness training so that she could then teach it in the school. Mm-hmm. So I love mm-hmm. the schools that are open to trying things differently because doing the same thing over and over again doesn't work. Hey, it's <laughs> the same results, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody just continues to go crazy. Exactly. Problems unsolved. So I love all that you're sharing here today, Lynn. And I just want to ask you, what does don't wait for your wake up call mean to you? Don't wait for your wake up call. Yeah, really. Well, it just really means you have the opportunity to begin putting these beautiful ways of inspiring health and happiness in your life into practice now, rather than waiting for <laughs> waiting for the, what, what the bomb to drop, the things to crash in on you. Then it's, then, then it's really hard. Much, right? much harder. Yes. And so if somebody wants to get in touch with you, learn more about your laughter yoga, how can they reach you? Uh, you can go to my website and the URL to type in is laughyourselfhappy.com. That will take you straight to my laughter page. And if you want to laugh with me online for free, I have a 30-minute freebie that happens every second Tuesday. Uh, Either my website page will direct you to that, or you can go to lynnhimmelman.eventbrite.com to find what I have available. So every second Tuesday, there's freebies. And there's more stuff there, too. Wonderful. Thank you so very much. Is there any last message that you would like to leave with the audience? I would like to encourage you to take up this challenge because laughing when it's just depending on things outside of you, um, you're leaving it up to chance. By taking on this challenge, you're already making a firm decision that you're going to take hold of a piece of your health and happiness. Set a timer for one minute. And as odd and crazy as it seems, just open up your mouth and laugh until such time as that timer goes off. It's going to feel strange because normally a laugh only lasts a few seconds and we're going to do it. You're going to do it for a whole minute. Just <laughs> but you can go ha's, ho's, he's, who's, his, make it loud, make it soft, make it a giggle, make it a chuckle, play around with it like Play-Doh and see what you can do. 
be childish and childlike for a minute and do it every day for the next 14 days and take notes because you're going to see things start to shift. I absolutely love that. And I'm going to take you up on that challenge. Thank you so much, Lynn. And I just want to say to my audience that if there is anything here that resonated with you today, and hopefully there's lots, because who doesn't want to laugh? It is so much fun. (laughs) Please take Lynn up on this challenge, share this episode with others, and let's spread the healing benefits of laughter together. Thank you so much, Lynn. And I will be back here with the next episode next week. Thank you for investing this time with me on the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I'm so glad you joined in. If you can take two minutes to share this episode with someone you think can benefit and have a positive impact on their life, that would be wonderful. Please leave a review by going to your favorite podcast listening app and let me know what you enjoy or would like to hear more of. It will support me in my effort to bring the possibility of natural healing to a wider audience and help disrupt the sick care system we have today and make human health a global priority. Health is your true wealth.